Book One, Part Two, Chapter One takes us to October of 1805, near the battlefield. We're brought to Austria, who was then a traditional Russian ally. Fresh regiments were coming from Russia daily and were camping in the forest just outside Brno. This is a border town on the Ehn River, which now separates Austria and Germany, and then separated Austria and Bavaria. Being included in this book is one of its claims to fame. And remember, War and Peace was written in the 1860s. It also holds the dark legacy of the German Fuhrer, Adolf Hitler, being born there in 1889. He was said to have passed through his place of birth when Austria was annexed in 1938. The banks of the Ehn River are said to be lovely, the other natural surroundings magnificent, and the town has some beautiful Gothic buildings. Tolstoy places General Mikhail Kutuzov's temporary headquarters in the forest just outside of Brunel. Later in October of 1805, Napoleon does spend a night in Brunel, which you'll hear more about later in the book. It's strategically significant because of its location at a pivotal crossing on the River Inn. And the town did switch hands between Bavaria and Austria. The surroundings amazed Kutuzov's soldiers. They were taken aback at the beautiful landscape, the magnificent orchards, the masonry that was put into making the stone walls, the tiled roofs, all were a very different type of art and technology. Looking back at what was once a very close alliance between Russia and Austria is now somewhat shocking. Notably, Austria was an ally during the War of Polish Succession from 1733 to 38, the War of Austrian Succession from 1740 to 48, the Seven Years' War from 1756 to 63, and from 1787 to 91, both monarchies waged separate wars against the Ottomans. So the story picks up with widespread confusion of the military commanders as to whether there would be an inspection of the recently arrived troops that had just marched about 700 miles by General Kutuzov and his Austrian counterpart. The 2,000 or so soldiers that just arrived were exhausted. Keep in mind they were marching with subpar equipment, but the middle-level commanders thought the soldiers best looked their best for the inspection. Tolstoy eloquently expresses that the commanders thought it better to bow too low than not bow low enough. Orders are communicated or yelled as quick as possible from group to group so everyone could go from a scraggly disorganized mob to putting on what would be called their parade clothes the best in terms of wardrobe and presentation that they could offer. It's interesting to note that in modern times, Russian soldiers who invaded Ukraine in February of 2022 carried with them parade-type clothes, but left a bunch of it behind when Ukrainians bravely repelled them. But in 1805, this basically meant the soldiers having their overcoats off, having a clean shirt on, and having their buttons shiny and their straps arranged perfectly. The soldiers followed orders diligently and did their best, but there was one thing they couldn't cover up, and that was the atrocious state of their footwear, which had deteriorated over the miles of marching and was due to be replaced by the Austrians. 
A mid-level commander inspected them and found they were prepared as good as could be for the actual inspection. This was really rough and exemplifies the soldier's life, that after an arduous march, instead of getting needed rest, they have to spend hours polishing up. One of the commanders yelling the orders is described as being middle-aged, having gray eyebrows, and whose depth of chest was greater than its width. This commander was proud of his regiment. His soul was wrapped within them, and he was pleased at their effort to change. Another commander noted that after all the soldiers worked, they looked good enough to march on the St. Petersburg parade grounds, but then approached two military figures, described as an aide and a Cossack. It's important to note that the term Cossack is generally a Ukrainian term. It often describes the free people of what today is southern and eastern Ukraine, who lived on the borders of empires, including the Russian, Polish, and Ottoman empires. For a long time, they were able to rebel against being serfs or tied to a land and particular rulers, and they had even developed a Cossack state. But during the time of Catherine the Great, particularly around 1764, the Cossack state was eliminated. Anyway, word was delivered that General Kutuzov wanted the troops in the exact condition that they arrived in. But this had a rational basis. Kutuzov didn't want all these men to be rushed right into battle and slaughtered. And if they looked in their Sunday best, so to speak, the Austrian commanders would try to get them in the fight as quick as possible. Kutuzov wanted them to look exactly as they came, exhausted and somewhat disorganized. And such brilliant planning and care is the first look we get at Kutuzov. And it was quite rare to do what Tolstoy was doing in terms of taking a historical figure and incorporating them into symbolic fictional literature. Shakespeare had done that quite well, especially in his histories of Richard II, Richard III, a number of the Henrys. But that was much more an exception than a popular way of writing a novel. So Kutuzov wanted to show that they were in a pitiable state. And the Austrian general, who was thought to inspect the troops along with Kutuzov, was under the command of Kalmak von Leikerich, called General Mack for short. General Mack, unfortunately for him, is best known for his role in the upcoming conflict with Napoleon. He did have a long and checkered career as a field marshal. In the 1790s, he was able to distinguish himself on campaigns in what was then the Austrian Netherlands. But there did come a point when his troops actually mutinied and General Mack became a French prisoner. He escaped Paris and semi-retired only to be called back. Back to the story. The mid-level commanders were obviously frustrated and the soldiers more so. But what choice did they have except to suffer in silence and follow orders? even if that means eventually being marched off to your death. The soldiers believed they had an hour or so to dress down. And once the message was relayed, down the lines it became a chaotic scene. People running every which way, unpacking and changing. Basically, they got their big, dirty, gray overcoats back on. And even though they had marched hundreds of miles, were sore all over, and had footwear that was in shambles, the boys working together were able to pull it off. As one of the commanders visualized the lines of men, there's one who stood out, 
for he was wearing an officer's blue coat instead of the normal regimental gray. This man appeared to be a renegade, and there was shouting and confusion. The man was asked to step forward, and it turned out to be none other than Dolokhov, the notorious drinker and gambler who lived with Anatole Kuragin and was friends with Pierre. He was now a private instead of an officer in the Semyonovsky regiment. He'd been demoted for conduct in conformity with his known character, which likely included that incident with tying a police officer to that bear in St. Petersburg. It was likely that he was authorized to wear the coat that he had, which was of a different color than that of the privates, as he likely needed it to protect against the elements and there just wasn't a replacement reflecting his new rank. Still, he was now standing out like a sore thumb, and in military life, even when something's not your fault, if you appear undisciplined, you can get quite the verbal dressing down. The unnamed regimental general is basically yelling, Why that blue coat? Off with that! Strip that rascal! But Dolokhov has this fearlessness about him, where he stands up to the general, looks him in the eye and tells him, I will obey any orders, but I will not put up with insults. The directness and surprising boldness of Dolokhov pacified the general, who changed his tune and relayed, Just have the goodness to change your coat, I beg of you. And he turned and walked away.